0: How you doing, Leanna?
1: I am eating a sandwich, Ed.
0: Is it delicious?
1: It, it's all right. It's all right. Now, I know I'm not going to chew in anybody's ear. Don't, some, I know that bothers some people. I'll mute while I'm chewing.
0: Well, the only chewing that bothers me is I used to know this old couple. And they always ate with their mouths open. Mm -hmm. And frequently, when I was around them, they'd be eating this watery oatmeal. And when you've seen watery oatmeal being eaten by old people with their mouth open, you don't get near oatmeal the rest of your life. See, I like really thick oatmeal. Remember that old commercial for oatmeal crisp? Oatmeal should be thick enough to stand on. Yeah. It's not oatmeal. It's not oatmeal. I love yep. those commercials. Um, <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, I've got some uh, some clients. They're autistic and they cannot stand like a lot of body noises, but especially the sound of people eating. So well, out of respect for them, I'm careful about it. It doesn't personally bother me if someone's eating on like a Zoom call or something like that, because I understand some people do not get a chance to eat between things, but it really yeah, bothers me. Like you don't.
0: People. Yeah, you I mean well, you don't even get a chance to pee between?
1: Well, By the way, uh, I I have I, after after the whole Lizzo scandal, I am much more aware. No, take pee breaks.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna It's a good segue. We we're gonna talk about that. But uh, yeah, speaking of body noises, you know that I am not one to uh, cut one in public.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Um, I would almost rather my head blow off the top than do that. <laughs> But the other... I, I do
1: not share this this balance of things. But all right, all right.
0: The other day, um, yeah. But but ladies, uh, ladies' farts smell like roses. No,
1: they. What roses have you been around? Well, the ones I, that I the ones they I sell mean, in front
0: of convenience stores.
1: I mean, I obviously I don't, you know, I I, I would prefer not to, but it's, I used there's... to have a female
0: relative. <clears throat> yeah. You always knew it was her because they smelled like a rancid egg salad sandwich.
1: Oh, that could be a medication.
0: It was like sulfurous. Like I imagine yeah. that's what the X-Man uh, nightcrawler, what it smells like when he goes <laughs> bam, and, and he yes. tra- and he, he teleports because they say it's like sulfurous. Um, yeah. So it's like every time a uh, nightcrawler shows up, it's like, whoa, whoa, dude.
1: Yeah, like, well, you I don't mean, want Nightcrawler
0: to to transport into a, a, a tight elevator with you. <laughs>
1: um there's These things we don't think about at the time. I right? was like, but, oh, that's so cool. But no, uh, whatever. Anything smells bad in media, I'm like, nope. It's oh, like I Trevor have Trevor in the Castlevania cartoon. He stinks. Nope.
0: Yeah, they keep re- referencing that he stinks, and yeah. he never actually gets better with that. They keep referencing that he stinks. Um yeah. For me, like when I'm looking at movies and it's like in a big sweaty crowd or something like that, uh, or it's in like a a, oh, yeah. a a decrepit building, all I'm thinking yeah. about is that that has to smell just awful. Like I can't even concentrate on the story. All I'm thinking about is, oh my God, how bad that must smell.
1: For me, it's uh, historical dramas.
0: Oh yeah, they stunk.
1: Because like people tossed their chamber pots out the window which is why it used to be polite for men to stand on the well between a lady and the street because the further you were away from uh the windows the more likely you were to catch chamber pot contents in the head which is also why men customarily wore hats the
0: nowadays we we get po'd if uh, a bird craps on us. Can you imagine like the contents of a family's chamber pot falling on you? Oh, you know, why did I even say that? Now I'm so grossed out. I can't do anything. Oh, it's just moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, So the reason I brought this up, though, is. But, that...
1: but you know, it was a finer time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a finer one... time. Yeah, there's
0: one things were guy.
1: simpler. Things yeah. were simpler back then.
0: Yeah, and stinkier. I mean, you could always you you could always find out if your neighbor had corn or nuts the night before for dinner.
1: These, These these people who are like, remember when life was simple? No, life was never simple. People didn't have even white middle class. People did not have the security that people do now. Poverty is a problem. Housing. Housing's a huge problem, like a depressing problem. And none of the solutions are going to be, you know, terribly nice ones. But, you know, to say any other time in history was somehow superior. That's a really skewed perspective.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people I remember when Happy Days, the sitcom was on and people like, wasn't it so much better back then? It's like, um. You think it's better because all you see there are white middle class people. There are the uh, Chachi, I think, was the and, and Fonzie were the only ones who were mildly ethnic and uh, there were no black people. I mean, well, sure, for some people, that is a dream.
1: Well, let's face it, too. It was an artificial lifestyle because they knew an entire generation of men possibly multiple generations of men were coming back from World War II completely messed up. And so they were they were doing this high wire act hoping that a nice, you know, white picket fence and a good factory job and all that stuff was gonna solve PTSD. And it didn't. So we got addiction and domestic abuse. And th- it was not a simpler time. It was not a simpler time, even for white men. It wasn't a simpler time. People have to stop treating this stuff like anybody other than the very rich had it easy at any point in history.
0: You know what's interesting about Happy Days? Um, Sorry. I was just thinking that uh I was gonna say like there was never any there were every Jews in Happy Days either. Well,
1: how would you know?
0: But um the Fonz was played by a Jewish actor. And yeah, this is one that, that threw me. Anson Williams. Potsy is Jewish. I always... Anson Williams. Could you find a more Irish name than Anson Williams?
1: And that's oh, his actual of, name. And a he's... lot of Jewish people name their kids Irish names. I don't yeah. Anson, Anson
0: Williams. I mean, Ralph Melf, OK.
1: Um, but Anson I always Williams, thought Ron Howard's character was Jewish for some odd reason. He was kind of Jewish coded. The Cunninghams. No, yeah. No. no. There was no I know it's there. a really white name, but no, I, there was there was. I no, do weird things. My brain goes weird places. I can with, never yeah.
0: see Mrs. C making gefilte fish. It's just not not possible. Um, well, so- that's what a,
1: that's what a lot of Jewish households did, though. Acted very white so they wouldn't be found out.
0: Oh, they tried to pass as much as possible. Yeah,
1: that's that's why I think the more completely milk toast white people someone is it's like they're hiding something something's going on there now speaking of something's going on there and
0: they're and hiding something i brought this all up because um this week i, I was uh, on my all night show and i had the mic live and i reached for something okay and it it, it caught it caused me to break wind <laughs> It wasn't intentional.
1: So that was waiting to happen. Like you were just content. it. They
0: just know it snuck up on me um, okay. <laughs> and it and was you not in a sound booth. It wasn't silent. All right? right. Like it it wasn't an air horn, but it wasn't oh, silent. God. And I'm thinking, did they just hear that? Right. And I, I have no idea. <laughs> and if they didn't hear it, me saying, hey, did you hear that? Is calling right. attention to the fact that it happened. So it was a bit of a quandary.
1: That's like those clips that go viral on social media because people will be live calling sporting events and like a Cheryl Creek or something like that. It it sounds sounds like like a fart. fart. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I then went and propped the studio door open. Um, (laughs) It was a good two hours until anybody would be coming in. And I'm thinking, I hope the half life of this one isn't two hours. (laughs) This one? Well, the one that I had
1: just cut. Yeah, but have you done it before? No, I mean, I've broken wind before. But, okay, I would ask. I know this is a sensitive subject for you. Oh, thank you. All right. Yes. Um,
0: uh, by the way, I, we hadn't talked about this before, but it was a topic we were talking about just before the show. I just mm-hmm. want to bring this up and not have a huge conversation about it. But I had to laugh that Toronto's anti-capitalist cafe closed down because uh, the business wasn't there. They couldn't They couldn't make the business run.
1: Why do people do these businesses that claim to be anti-capitalist? They're businesses. Well, that's the thing. If it's anti-capitalist, um, people yeah. should come in
0: and they should be able to make their own food. You know, they're owning the, the means of production. Like, it's <laughs> just, it, it was a, uh, they called it the anarchist. It was an anti-capitalist anti-colonial cafe, shop and radical community space on stolen land.
1: That's okay. I I got friends who run a a web like a web hosting company. Yeah. Can I say the name? Yeah. It's called Novelty Factor. Novelty
0: Factor. All right. Yeah.
1: They have like early incentives of like lifetime hosting for a flat fee and any profits from the company they put into uh, open source app development for Linux tools. They're still a capitalist company. They are proud capitalists, and these are people I actually trust because they're not BSing people.
0: This, they're uh, not
1: insisting. They are anti-capitalist in a in a private single-owner operator business. That is as capitalist as you get.
0: Yeah, and and the uh, the post that this person made when announcing their closing. Uh, unfortunately, the lack of general we- generational wealth slash seed capital capital from ethically bankrupt sources left me unable to weather the quiet winter season.
1: That's n- what yeah. that. No, they yeah, got enough. Some money had to come to start that business.
0: They just didn't have
1: enough customers.
0: I just love how, to him, generational wealth or seed capital is always from ethically bankrupt sources. This guy's a ton of fun at parties. Um, So anyway, I just just thought that was kind of hilarious.
1: Oh, it's... It's like someone showing up
0: to us. Sorry, go
1: on. You just get a sense of this guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what he looks like. He's Sorry, I talked those... with
1: my mouth full there. You caught me off guard.
0: Sorry, he's probably one of those white guys with dreads, too, or at least has at some point in his I'm, life. I'm
1: looking this up now. I have to see
0: this. Um, And uh, I, wait, what, was I, what were we talking about? What was I going I don't know. If I forgot it, I forgot it. It's gone. Um, I learned that uh, a long time ago. If it's gone, it's gone. I mean, I remember weird things about 80s TV shows or 1970s comic books. But I was about to make a point on a topic we were just talking about. No idea what it was.
1: That's the charm of this show.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that they had no idea what it was. What was I thinking about? Capitalist spending money. I don't know, but ha ha. That's all I want to say to this guy. All right. Um, we uh things to talk about tonight. Tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Lizzo controversy, uh, referencing your comment about, uh, making sure you, that you pee, um, when right. you need to. Um, we're gonna talk about, there was one other thing you wanted to talk about. Now I can't remember because I'm tired.
1: This is actually an old story, that cafe.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's hilarious. It's eternally funny. There's
1: so, so much of it is hilarious. I just wanted to make it clear that it's an old story because i actually believe in you know accurate reporting it's a quaint
0: that's a quaint uh okay i agree but the fact is that it opened and it went out of business that fact is timeless
1: yeah i'm just i'm just salty about the lack of standards in reporting lately if we got to go to break i can talk to it after the break but no, um, we don't. We don't.
0: we I, I'm just okay. I want to look up uh what was the things that we were going to talk about. Um, yeah, I
1: see. I'm miffed at the way the media has been treating Gog Dot, you know, the woman who plays Wonder Woman. Of course, lately. I know who that is. Yeah. She made a comment about Wonder Woman three, her having a conversation with, um, you know, the new the new people running D.C. and it When have you been following? Of course, you've been following this ad that some people had discussions with James Gunn. And what is it? Peter Safran? Is that his? Yeah, that's right. Partner. Uh, But, you know, Henry Cavill very prominently was told, yeah, there's going to be more. And then there wasn't. And everybody rallied behind Henry Cavill.
0: Well, he wasn't told that by Gunn. He was told that by whatever his name was. He was was told that
1: by somebody.
0: Yeah, Hamada. Okay,
1: somebody. But, you know, he, now I think he left the Witcher production because that thing was a disaster. But he also fully intended to continue playing Superman. And he said so. Well, a very similar thing is happening with Gal Gadot. And... It's being treated as a very different thing. It seems like an article, like an a interview she gave a while ago is being treated like it's new. And she said, well, I had a meeting and they said, you know, Wonder Woman 3s ago, so we'll see. Now, when someone says, we'll see, in planet reality, that's normally seen as a non-committal response, right, Ed?
0: Oh, yeah, that that's... Uh... Yeah, you know, that's the check is in the mail. Yeah, we'll
1: see. Is is ah, eh, it might happen, it might not.
0: Even nowadays, uh with green things get green lit
1: mm-hmm. and then they turn
0: off the green light. Uh, so right. Yeah.
1: Right. And so apparently now it's off th- Who knows, but I read an article in Forbes of all things and they basically suggested she was lying. And this article written by a guy who's written some good stuff before. I don't know what possessed him here, but she shouldn't be going around saying these things. Like, shouldn't. Are you really telling an incredibly successful, accomplished woman what she should and should not be doing? Like, who thought that was a good idea? That guy. It just annoyed me because is it like oh Henry Cavill shouldn't be around shouldn't be going around doing this stuff like should inside information what are you doing telling you know very talented people what they should or should not be doing Mr I write about geek media online like
0: wow it's like teaching those who can't do uh teach and and those who can't do or teach teach gym Okay,
1: but one of the things I was taught by teachers is, hey, be generous. You know what I mean? Should every time the word, every time you think about saying the word should, question? You shouldn't it. do it. Well, no. Sometimes it's right. You the know, joke.
0: That i was making
1: I, I i i got that okay, but i just on. want people to be clear because people are like i know you don't like the word should it's not that i don't like the word should it's that every word has its place and word me words mean things and should is an expectation and one of the biggest sources of misery for people today is unrealistic expectations where they set themselves up for a fall when if they were more realistic in their expectations, they'd have a, they'd have a more objective view of the world. And so every time you start thinking or you're about to say a should, or you catch yourself saying should, is this really a should? Sometimes there is, but a lot of the time people are just using should as control.
0: You know what? The worst should for me is should have. I should have? Yeah, I should have done this or you should have done that. It's past. It's. You ever notice that when somebody like you're you're walking on the ice and somebody uh, loses their footing a bit, you say, "Careful!" It's like you should have told them that before they slipped. Telling them that now they already know.
1: Well, it's it's just a thing people say.
0: I guess to acknowledge that uh, you saw them just, almost fall. I guess. Trust I me,
1: working with autistic clients, I have learned how many times people say something that actually means another thing. And people are expected to translate that on the fly. And, and, that's and that, called
0: coding, right? You've taught me that that's, yeah. that's coding. It's yeah, it's it's, environment it's coding language. or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's coded language. And it working with people who don't understand the code. It's it's a real I'm grateful for the opportunity to hear their perspective because it's definitely made me more considerate. And I work very hard to be precise because God, it's, I mean, I have to code switch a lot, but I understand the code at least.
0: You're the human enigma machine.
1: I could say I'm Lee C3O, Lee 3PO, Human fanboy relations.
0: Oh God, I would not. I would not want to have relations with fanboys. Well, a
1: lot of them are autistic. So, I mean, that's something you have to understand about fandom. A lot Um, of autism.
0: Yeah, a lot of autism. And And see,
1: people are going to get mad at me for saying "autistic guy" instead of "person with autism," but every single one of them. Well, parents of autistic kids like person with autism because they have guilt actual autistic people prefer autistic so i use it
0: fine um for those who don't know what coding is sorry go on go
1: Go ahead sorry
0: for those who don't know what coding is for example urban music meant (laughs) black black music music and when you hear the right wing talk about cosmopolitan forces or globalists, they mean Jews.
1: Well, that's why everybody lost it about don't try this in a small town. Yeah. That uh, song. And the thing is, if you know anything about small towns, that stuff happens all the time and often gets covered up more because the person doing it is like the mayor's son. Oh,
0: they the 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 the, the small town stuff that they sing about is this I it goes back to happy days. It's this idealized small town epidemic.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I talked over you.
0: Yeah, what Yeah,
1: they're, they're not singing about the opioid epidemic in eastern Kentucky when they talk about small town living. Right.
0: No, though. But
1: that's the reality.
0: The uh, uh, yeah, you don't hear them sing about people uh, walking like skeletons with losing their teeth. Uh, like, you know, well, the,
1: the lack of opportunity because the one plant closed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. hear a lot about that. You
1: don't hear that about small town living. And um... I mean, I, I, you know, I I don't live in a heavily populated area. The people here are salt of the earth. They're good people. But you man, understand
0: that salt of the earth, because if you salt the earth, it means that the crop won't grow.
1: It's uh, it, it it's a different origin.
0: I hope so. Um,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll look up for sure what it is because I don't want to be wrong about this. It's know, uh, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. That's right.
0: Oh, OK. Um, yeah, it's a
1: biblical reference.
0: Going back to something you said about how people today set themselves up for a fall. Yeah. I blame um, some uh, high school English courses. Oh, follow me on this. Because OK. We're taught, I like it so far. We're taught uh, Greek tragic heroes were taught oedipus i remember when i was taught oedipus rex and the guy pokes his eyes out at the end and uh my my teacher mr Dolans, uh he wore he would wear one suit shirt and tie for about six weeks then he'd be gone for three days and he'd come back in a different suit shirt and tie that he'd wear for six it's like I used to say that he, he would wash his clothes, but he was wearing them while they went in the washer. <laughs> uh, that's why he needed time off. Anyway, uh, Dolenz, okay. uh talked about these heroes. Uh, Eat the pussy's a hero. And I said, why is he a hero? Mm-hmm. He put his eyes out. What do you think heroes do? I said, fight crime? He had, it was dead silence. He had he- no idea what I was saying. And then he just turned and uh, called somebody by the wrong name and uh, carried on with the class.
1: Well, I mean, the term hero means something different in literature of that time.
0: Yeah, it was stupid. Imagine a comic book where every time uh, uh, a villain attacks, the hero puts his eyes out.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, they're just people, like larger-than-life people. Like, Hercules is a hero, right? Hercules does some less than moral things
0: yeah he, he was also uh bisexual don't Possibly. See a lot of that in the interpretations of hercules
1: well a lot of stuff from that time uh has been christianized so yeah. to, well, to, to try uh... to because because the greeks were a great source to back up some not great views on women and so they just like, yeah, we're going to use this. We're going to ignore all this other stuff that they were good with. But this serves well, our purpose. Considering so. all the
0: cultures that Greece uh, Hellenized, for them to get well, uh, adapted that way, it yeah, all it's all right. We, we got to go to a break. Okay. I don't know why I let this go so long. Uh, and we talked about nothing, but all we kinds of about, things. We, at we the talked same about time. things. There's a lot of things, but at the same time, define I... what we're talking
1: about. Well, I think um, it's interesting that we talk about colonialism. But we call it Hellenization. It's the same thing.
0: True. All right, going to a break on that uh, erudite note, and we'll be back. All right, uh, we're back. So let's talk about we. We've got about uh, uh twenty minutes. Okay. Uh, twenty five minutes. Uh, and we got to go to two breaks for of that three time? segments. So okay. let's uh, present us with the story about Lizzo. I like Lizzo. I was actually just listening to an interview uh, with her on the radio when I was pulling in here. And uh, it's very interesting. I like when she said that uh, Adele was the first uh, caliber music professional who reached out to her when she got famous and said, you know, are you okay? You want to come over for some wine? And Lizzo described Adele as um, Lizzo in another font.
1: Well, Lizzo, Adele is working class English. So, yeah, Uh, she she grew up in a, you know, code multicultural neighborhood. Uh, But uh, yeah, Lizzo, big into body positivity. Uh, She's a, you know, self-described fat black woman. That is the word she uses to describe herself. She calls herself fat. And so she's had a a whole body positivity thing. She's a really good musician. You may have seen her playing the flute in her underwear. Um, And she was in an episode of the Mandalorian and some of her dancers who were hired through a reality show, I believe it's called watch out for the big girls. But some of her, some of her dancers have filed a suit against Lizzo, her production company and her. Uh, head choreographer slash host uh one of the judges on the reality show for uh disability discrimination sexual harassment religious discrimination and uh have described some pretty wild parties in amsterdam as as well as fat shaming and they claimed they were fired among other things for gaining weight now if you've ever seen lizzo's backup dancers that's gonna be a tough claim to proof
0: yeah her dancers are uh, actually called baby got Backup dancers really no i made that up
1: okay well a, a lot it's interesting because a lot of the the uh black feminist lexicon in hip-hop nowadays does go back to sir mix a lot uh lizzo quotes you know thick and juicy and things like <laughs> that from baby got back uh Nick, you know, the Nicki Minaj song Anaconda was inspired by Sir Mix-A-Lot. So, you know, there there is a handoff. But yeah, this case, people have just lined up to pillory Lizzo and they've said more dancers have come forward. Uh, It started a greater discussion about the entertainment industry and how little job security there is. And I think that's a good thing. But the specific pillorying of Lizzo, I it's so upsetting. As somebody who lived through the the dancers on something I worked on all turning against me over stuff that I didn't do. People just started rumors and 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 poisoned the whole thing. It's really messed me up. And it's been so upsetting to see people just believe this stuff. There's always another side.
0: Well, I think that there's people who want to believe bad things about famous people. It makes them happy to think well, that somebody who's successful is miserable like them or is well, a bad I, person.
1: I read the court documents and I know we're short on time, but no, no they, we, we're, go ahead. We got time. Yeah, but, you know, one of these dancers is blaming Lizzo because she couldn't take herself to the bathroom in the middle of a rehearsal. And she, you know. Peed herself instead of going to the bathroom, and then all they had was you know things that were see through. I guess it was a skirt or shorts or something like that. And you know, it's like, well, they could have sent her home instead of giving her what they what could. But there's no proof that anybody was retaliated against for going to the bathroom. This is just what she was afraid of.
0: All right, I'm trying to understand this because I imagine that say, can I go to the bathroom, going peeing, and coming back is going to be less disruptive than peeing yourself and them having to find you new pants. Also, you're probably making a puddle around yourself that somebody's got to clean. This is not logical. And why are you blaming somebody because you didn't go to the bathroom?
1: There's a lot of information missing. How many breaks did they get? You know, how you know it was a 12 hour rehearsal which yeah they're long sometimes music video shoots are really grueling too but you're an adult if you need to go to the bathroom it's better to go the bathroom than to wet yourself in public this is common sense furthermore this person who claimed horrible mistreatment recorded Lizzo in a meeting without her knowledge In Lizzo's position, I would have freaked out and fired her too. Oh
0: yeah, you know what? Celebrities can't even trust their friends or family from not selling them out with candid pictures and so on. And so somebody who's not family, somebody who is an employee who you may know and be friendly with, but somebody who is surreptitiously videoing, no, you're gone.
1: And they, they claim, she claims that she did it because she has an anxiety condition. Which they offered her time off to go to therapy for, and she didn't take. But she she said she has an anxiety condition, so she forgets, and she likes to record things to review later. Good. Okay, ask first. Exactly, explain that's why you're doing it, and ask. That is common courtesy with someone who is constantly on the re- the firing line in the culture war. That just, but nobody but me, I've seen has been pointing this out and people are just you know when I say there's two sides people say well Lizzo isn't helping herself because she made a statement saying this is this is crazy I didn't do this if somebody didn't do it why are they not allowed to say they didn't do it how is that not helping themselves
0: wow Uh, uh, it's uh, saying yeah defending yourself and saying this accusation is false that is not helping yourself? Uh, 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 this is, how these is people want to sound smart. They want to say, well, I'm even, I'm even, and I'm very object. Shut up. You're just well, talking stupid. The,
1: it's the whole Believe Women camp. And Believe Women goes out the window when it's a Black woman like Rihanna or like Lizzo being accused. I've seen this time and again. You know, the Megan the Stallion as well with the Tory Lanez thing. All of a sudden they have to prove they're not horrible and let's face it these are all women with uh public sexy images too and the double standard is just so obvious and it's wrong and i mean megan the stallion went through hell and she was telling the truth Tory lanes was just sent 10 years
0: yeah shout out to Tory lanes from toronto we're real proud
1: well, that that whole thing, that's a whole other. That'll take a while for me to talk about. All right, well, we'll do that another time because yeah. it's an
0: interesting case. Um, but uh, basically, I, from what I hear, from what you're saying is that some people have uh, sued Lizzo to get F.O. money, which people do to celebrities all the time because celebrities, it is cheaper and better for them to pay the person to FO then to have those charges aired in public and have the news centered around I, them and these charges for months. That, actually, that, that damage you can't reverse.
1: I actually talked to a lawyer about this and he said that if that was the ploy, it wouldn't be public because once you file the suit, then you have no leverage. You don't have blackmail material anymore. The his theory, and he says he's seen this before, is this was just straight up revenge. They were mad at her because they got fired. One quit, one quit in solidarity with the other two. But they're angry. They're angry at Lizzo personally for things that are either the nature of the business, rightly or wrongly, or uh, what her production company did. And they're they're just trying to ruin her. They're they're trying to muddy her up. And well,
0: you it, know what this reminds me of? And I'll what? bring it to a little landing here. It reminds yeah. me of our late night show where one of the people on staff was going behind our backs to well, other That's, that's where
1: most of the dancers turned on me. Yeah.
0: Uh, he went, they
1: were actively conspiring against me. And I, I didn't have final say on anything, but they blamed me for stuff that wasn't my call. And- they wanted
0: me replaced uh, to agree to step down as producer and make this guy and his buddy who worked at a bus station, uh, which is nothing wrong with working at a bus station, but you're not a TV producer. If I didn't give them control of the show and let you uh, let you go, they were going to walk and take everyone with them. And I we found out and I fired the dude. And to this day, he blames me for firing him. Not that what he did was was absolute insurrection um and unprofessional. Okay.
1: It it was narcissistic and insane as well.
0: Yeah, like what you have the one demo you produced with your buddy was unwatchable. So but, but either this way, is, it's
1: it's he doesn't you don't do that. You don't do that. That's he, you don't take somebody who gives you an opportunity and try to stage a coup. And
0: this is like what's going on with Lizzo. She, these people got fired or one quit, likely for cause, and they're mad at her rather than taking responsibility for what got them fired. Same and I, do, I do,
1: I do suspect the production, company, the production company was insensitive. I think they may be found liable on some counts. But it just, we set, we put these women in positions like Lizzo's up on pedestals. And then we're just brutal to them when they're not perfect. No one can be perfect. They're people.
0: Well, ce- uh, celebrity uh, media is famous for building somebody up just so they got someone to knock down later.
1: It's, it's just, it's just, it's awful. It's it's sickening. It actually makes me sick to my stomach the way they dehumanize people.
0: Oh, it's uh, we could go we could talk about this uh, and maybe we will sometime but I think reality shows have convinced people that you that people who are on these things are not actual human beings. Well, supposed that, the supposed slices thing... of life that they see which are not these are performers. The idea of having any empathy for people who were on television Uh, has gone away.
1: Well, the thing about the Lizzo thing is they claim they didn't know they'd be exposed to sexual content on tour. As part of the reality show that was the audition, there was a nude photo shoot.
0: Uh, That's flabbergasting. All right.
1: It's just completely unaccountable. And the media has just covered this with no scrutiny.
0: Well, media has no scrutiny or scruples anymore. And uh, on that uh, note, let's go to break. And when we come back, why don't we talk about animals behaving badly? Now, Liana, you like to call them water sausages. Otters. Otters. And there has been stories, and this is not a new story either, um, but there's stories about this uh, sea otter uh, yeah. in Santa Cruz, California, <laughs> uh, as the headline says: "Angry, an, angry water sausage." An, an otter turned outlaw, they call it, because <laughs> yeah. the otter uh, goes up uh, and knocks uh, surfers off their surfboard and Just takes over these, their surfboard. These
1: surfers, yeah, it's so good.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, it's hilarious, because like, you know this goes along with those uh, uh, whales that have been upending boats and yeah. stuff like that. It's just, you know what? Uh, Aquaman subjects are just pissed off. They've had enough. And the, when you look at the videos of this little determined otter yeah. knocking these douchebag surfers off their surfboard, it, I hear a chorus of angels when I see that. And it's <laughs> they, they haven't been able to get this. I don't know if they've got it by now, but they have not been able to get this Uh, outlaw otter Um, (laughs) and it keeps appearing and knocking people off surfboards and like this is amazing
1: I mean it defending habitat right this is natural behavior it is the fact that humans think they're entitled to go in and disrupt an animal's home and they'll just let them That is not how animals roll. I mean, there's videos of otters attacking, like uh, it was some sort of monkey. I saw a video and these two otters just went, like they just owned this monkey. Well, and that judge me by my size. Do you, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah, um, basically the otter, uh, the sea otter knocking surf uh, surfers off their surfboards is the uh, otter version of get off my lawn.
1: Yeah, well, it's, uh, what is it, Otter Falling Down?
0: Oh, Remember that? Falling that the movie? Michael Douglas uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, the
1: Michael Douglas movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Otter just, he's he's on his last nerve. It's the Joaquin Phoenix Joker of otters. <laughs> another, is, that's it.
0: Another story about a cute animal that uh, is, is bedeviling a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a suburb of Fort Lauderdale called yeah. uh, w- Wilton Manors. Uh, two mm-hmm. years ago, a resident- let loose uh, some lion head rabbits from their backyard. Uh oh. That's the lore. And now the number of rabbits outnumber the 81 homes in the neighborhood. The rabbits are all over the place because what are rabbits famous for? Reproducing. Uh-huh. So there are uh, there are just, I mean, there's photos. These, 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 these bunnies are cute. Uh, um, yeah, like, why is this a problem? Uh, because they're getting in, uh, you know, people are mad they're getting into their. They're trash or they're just around and underfoot. And they've wanted to um, uh, round up and trap, you know, humanely trap the rabbits to relocate them. But okay. part of the problem is some I mean, of the residents- Why are
1: relocating them? They're an invasive species.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm reading the article. Um, your point is well taken. Um, but some of the residents got in the way and said, no, don't take away the bunnies. We like our bunnies.
1: I'm down with that.
0: Yeah, there's some I mean, there's some, you know, sphincters who want to, uh, you know, poison or shoot the rabbits, uh, but there's always going to be those people. Uh, but yeah, the 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 fact that there's residents saying, no, no I mean, there's if you look at the photos, <laughs> it looks like there's one law. It looks like a, a feral cat colony.
1: Right. Um, but-, but, these are these are bunnies, right? These are not hares. These are not the wild species of rabbit. These are domesticated rabbits that were released.
0: Uh, lionhead rabbits are a fluffier species noted for their thick mane, double mane or full mane circling the head,
1: yeah, but are they are they domesticated? I'll look it up.
0: Oh, uh, apparently, um, they're not really built for for Florida. They're prone to heat stroke,
1: yeah, like that's the thing. Oh, and wow. they've
0: been digging holes in the ground to escape they're, the heavy heat.
1: Yeah, they're a domestic rabbit. Yeah. yeah. So they're really not supposed to be out in the wild. It's Clearly, also not good for them because there many natural there's, predators. Na-
0: there's predators and they're grazing on lawns that could have been treated with pesticides. So there's um, a good reason to humanely trap these rabbits. But um, This
1: is like that counter-earth in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like these bunnies are going to start evolving oh, and yes. taking on human characteristics. This is going to be awesome.
0: Um, it's sure it's it, I hope it doesn't turn into Watership Down.
1: Oh, that's traumatic.
0: Yes, don't
1: I just I just all these things about stripping books from school libraries. And I think about what was considered appropriate. For kids when, you know, Gen X, me was in school. We were traumatized on the regular.
0: I remember, and we'll go to a break after this because we got to go to a break, but you know what, save this for after the break, okay? Okay. All right, so talking about school libraries, I remember when I was a very young sock in elementary school, there was this book in the school library called How Babies Are Made. Right. And the art was basically like cutouts of, Um, construction paper. Oh, really? Photograph. So, and there was one uh, construction paper thing where the you had you saw the mother and father, uh, they seemed to be naked in bed, you only saw them from the shoulders up under sheets, and the husband has like his arm a little bit over the the uh the woman on her back and uh uh, kissing or leaning in to kiss, right. uh, when you're in, in first grade back then, I mean, we didn't have the internet. Um, mm-hmm. it, people would get, they'd take that book in the library and go over and like look at it and giggle and right. stuff like that. Right. Um, it 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 really didn't turn anybody into uh, uh, you know, a generation of raging perverts.
1: It it, it didn't turn anyone straight?
0: It didn't, no, it didn't make anyone straight. Even though that's
1: indoctrinating in gender ideology?
0: Oh, uh, you know the thing about indoctrination? Maybe I've said this before, but the parents who uh, want to make sure their children aren't exposed to things in school they don't want and because they think that's indoctrination. Those are the parents that are actually indoctrinating their children. They don't want their kids exposed to other ideas, other vistas, other uh, uh, lifestyles. They want the, the schools open up the window and yep. let you see things. They want the windows closed and the blinds drawn. They're the ones who are indoctrinating their kids. Their kids need protection from them.
1: Yeah, I had a parent like that. You are spot on. It didn't take either.
0: Apparently not.
1: It just did not take. And the funny thing is, you know, it was my biological father and he, he wanted a show pony kid. You know, he wanted a kid who got top marks because it was an extension of himself. And so he wanted me to do good in school, but he also wanted to tightly control what I was exposed to in school. But in order to do well in school, you have to pass the tests. And so I was exposed to things that were not were not what he would have wanted. And I learned just don't tell him. Don't tell him anything that's going on in school because it will just cause trouble and make it harder for me. It, you know, I didn't think he was right.
0: Well, and I'm sure a lot of these kids don't think their parents like these kids lives at home are probably hell they're either they're either mimicking the bully uh intolerant behavior of their parents or they're embarrassed of it but nobody's okay with it
1: well and the people that argue this stuff on religious grounds i mean you know we've both got a mutual friend who's a youth pastor and you know youth pastor and his wife and their family and they live in the world and they're not scared for their kids to be exposed to things. I mean, uh their daughter's into Ladybug and and Chat, uh Chat Noir right now, which if you know anything about that.
0: The animated superhero cartoon, right?
1: Yeah, it's sort of well, it's 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 bishonen inspired. It's a French thing. So it's it's not it's not Japanese or Korean, but it it's 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 big with gay youth let's put it that way
0: well here's the thing that the example you're giving shows that parents still teach values and context at home right like nobody stops you from from uh in trying to instill values in the home and then the kid the kid will then interpret the information they get from school probably within the context of the values you're trying to give them, they either accept the values or reject them. But the parents still have the greatest amount of control over uh, what a kid sees as a value system, no matter what they're exposed to in school. So, anyway, it just it makes me crazy because what we're seeing is a rollback to hundred like a hundred years ago, and people are cheering it and calling it freedom. It's like these people, uh, you know, you could if if Donald Trump puked in a bowl and said it was hot and sour soup, they would drink it. Actually, no. If he puked in a bowl and said it was his puke, they'd drink it. Um, Well, it's beyond
1: that, though, because, you know, the more parents seem to seem to try to bubble wrap their kids so they never have anything that's hurtful or scary, the more we've seen anxiety conditions in teenagers and young adults rise.
0: Because they get out in the world where their parents can't shield them and they're not ready they, for it.
1: They don't have resilience. All right. And it's not their fault. They get blamed, but it's not their fault.
0: No, any generation, you complain about a generation, it's usually the parents complaining. You're the parents, you're at fault. And we have yep. to go. Okay. Um, uh, Liana can be heard on It's Not Therapy, a fantastic podcast that helps you deal with mental health, uh, emotional issues, and uh, just... Day to day problems that are weighing you down, and you need some sense of how to handle it. Um, Leanna does that with expert guests with humor, humanity, and uh, superhero references fairly often. So, listen yeah, to this, that. It's not this therapy. This is
1: on uh, imposter syndrome. This uh, imposter
0: syndrome, a great one. Um, this so it's on it's not therapy on all podcast platforms, serious XM app. I am on the all night show 949 The Rock, Monday to Friday, uh, midnight to 5 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, also the rock.fm. Leanna, it's your turn. Do it. Bye bye. Bye bye.